Hey guys, welcome to the episode 13 of the Mortgage Guide podcast where I break down all the mortgage stuff, the most important stuff in this market. Really more of a audio blog than a podcast, I'd say, but um, basically just a no fluff breakdown on things to watch out for or things to keep in mind when getting approved for a mortgage. So today we're talking about tax return and mortgage approval. So what your tax returns mean uh, when you're trying to buy a house or get approved for a loan and we're going to go into everything that, um, you know, everything that's impacted by your tax return. What impact do your tax returns have on buying a house? It's no secret that the income piece of the mortgage approval process is a major factor. Your ability to repay the mortgage is arguably the most important factor that's considered when applying for a home loan. But how is income calculated? What if you're self-employed? What if you have multiple sources of income? Today, I'm going to go over some of the most important things to consider when it comes to buying a house and how your income plays such a major role. So, how is my income calculated on my mortgage application? So there's many different sources of income, obviously. I'm gonna cover some of the most common that I run into and give you general basics on how that income is considered in connection with your mortgage approval. No matter the scenario, an underwriter is going to want to see consistency and stability. Proving your ability to repay is the name of the game. If you can demonstrate consistency over the most recent 24 months and stability, like being in the same line of work, then you're on the right track. So for a salary W-2 employee, uh, it's your annual gross salary divided by 12. So if you make 120 a year divided by 12, that's 10,000 a month. For salaried employees, it's pretty straightforward as long as you have been in the same industry for two years. If you used to be an electrical engineer at 100000 a year, but now you teach physical education at an elementary school, the underwriter may ask questions regarding stability and may need you to be on the job for 6 to 12 months before reconsidering your income. It has to make sense. Hourly employee. Base wage is calculated by average number of hours reflected on your most recent 30 days of pay stubs. Example, if you make $15 an hour times 40 hours a week, times 52 weeks a year, divided by 12 months out of the year, your income's 2,600 a month. If the number of hours fluctuate on your pay subs, you'll need a written verification of income ordered by your lender to be filled out um, by your boss or human resources department in order to get a better feel for your average number of hours worked. For commission, bonus, incentive income, overtime income, Basically, any fluctuating income is going to require a 24-month history in order to calculate consistency. If the incentive income is declining, the underwriter will likely use the most recent 12 months or year-to-date income for the commission, bonus, overtime, whatever income, just to break it down to be safe. 1099, private contractor income. When you're 1099 employee, the company paying you does not deduct things like federal and state income tax from your gross income. For that reason, what you claim on your federal tax returns as your actual income is up in the air until you actually file your tax returns. There may be deductions that you're eligible for that will reduce the amount of income you claim on your tax returns. That reduction in earnings claimed will have an impact on your debt to income ratio when applying for a mortgage. There's always a lack of consistency when considering 
1099 income because of the nature of those types of earnings. Again, in this case, the underwriter is going to want to see proof of 24 months of receiving that type of income in order to determine what you actually claim as income after tax write-offs. For self-employed borrowers or business owners, self-employed income is evaluated similar to the way 1099 1099 income is reviewed. Always best to be able to show two full years of tax returns so that the underwriter can reasonably calculate your income and get a feel for the health of the business. For simplicity purposes, your income is the number that is shown on your adjusted gross income line on page one of your 1040s. Yes, there are some deductions that can be added back into your bottom line, but for starters, just find the adjusted gross income to understand your basic ballpark net income. In addition, it's common to have to require a year-to-date profit and loss statement. This is used to evaluate how the company is doing in comparison to the previous year. It is not used to increase your income if you happen to be having a very strong year. If your business is anything other than an LLC or sole proprietorship, you'll also need to provide two years of business or corporate tax returns along with the K-1 if applicable. For multiple sources of income, so when you're seeking approval with two jobs, let's say you're an engineer during the day and you work at Home Depot at night, to be able to use both sources of income, you're going to need to be on the, both jobs for two full years. Otherwise, there's no way to determine the likelihood of you being able to maintain that type of demanding workload. If the second source of income is not from, from an employer, requirements will vary depending on the source of income, disability, social security, pension, rental income, etc. Keep in mind, the name of the game is the ability to prove consistency and stability. So what if you filed an extension on your tax returns? So many business owners take advantage of the opportunity to not file their taxes in April like the rest of the country and instead file an extension. The extension allows them to not officially file their taxes until October. This presents challenges when applying for a mortgage for two major reasons. Number one, the income for the year that the extension is filed for is basically disregarded by the underwriter. They will only consider it to confirm the income is in line with previous years. You cannot use it to increase the averages. Number two, when the extension is filed, there's an estimated amount owed for that year's taxes. When an underwriter sees that estimated amount owed on the extension, they will typically require that the amount is paid prior to closing on the new house. This goes for personal and business tax returns alike. Now, what if you show low income on your tax returns and you're a business owner? Can you still buy a house? So it's extremely common for business owners to take full advantage of the legal tax write-offs that, that are available to them. The problem with using those write-offs is that they often offset the bottom line income claimed significantly. For business owners in this scenario who actually have strong income that they can prove, a bank statement loan may be the best solution. A bank statement loan is where portfolio loan that allows business owners to qualify based on the income shown on their bank statements over a 12 or 24 month period. This gives a lender an opportunity to evaluate a self-employed borrower's income with more of a common sense approach. On a bank statement loan, you must be self-employed with the same business for at least two years. So what if you've been self-employed for less than two years? If you've been self-employed less than two years, you may need to look at getting a different type of portfolio loan. Um, it's really an underwriter's call, but without having a two full year tax returns at self-employed, most underwriters find it difficult to agree that stability has been established. 
But with the portfolio loan, you may be able to get around the requirement if you've been self-employed at least one full year on tax returns and you have at least two years of documented previous successful employment in the line of work in which you're self-employed in or related occupation, or you have one year of employment and formal education or training in the same line of work. If you're in business less than one year, that income is not going to be considered effective. What if you only want to use your most recent year tax return to qualify? When having a strong rebounding year after a slow year, it's often asked if a business owner can only use the most recent um, most recent year tax return to qualify. The logic is to be able to exclude the, uh, the need to average the low year with the most recent strong year. There is a conventional product that will allow you to do this only with one year um, most recent year tax returns to qualify. To be eligible for this product, you must have been in business for at least five years and meet all the other credit and asset guidelines. So basically, tax returns play an extremely important role in the home buying process. When you file, how you file, and how much income you claim will determine what type of loan will suit you best. Thanks for taking a minute to listen, guys. Appreciate it. Next episode, episode 14, we're going to be talking about do you qualify for a loan? I'm going to go over all the stuff with income, credit, assets, and property, and talk about uh, what underwriters do to find a way that, that it doesn't work. And so it'll really just help you set up for success. Thanks for stopping by at the Mortgage Guide Podcast. You can always learn more at balanceprocess.com where we bring balance to the home buying process. Also, if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, feel free to drop a review. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you soon.